0: On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if WandaVision needs glasses because we have double vision, if Clark and Lois can handle a country barbecue, and how the animated Shadow King stands up to the one from Legion. All of that and more on an all-new Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet where we review every live-action television show based on a comic book or comic book property. My name is Cassie, and I will be the host for this episode, and I, of course, am join- joined by some lovely guests. Uh, I bet you'll never guess who it is, but they're always in studio, so you probably could guess. First off, we got Ryan.
1: Oof! Cassie, uh, yeah. thank you so much for having me today. Um mm-hmm the the studio by the way did you get here early
0: i did i've been okay. here uh, a couple hours
1: okay because the thousands of candles that are lit today i i do not know if you are setting up something romantic or if this is if this is a stink thing if you are tired of me and mike's musk and you thought candles would be the thing to cover it up
0: no, it's actually the opposite. If you read the labels on these candles, you'll notice that they are both say Ryan's Musk and uh, Mike's Musk. So I just you want it to make... be muskier. I've been showering too often lately. <laughs> I miss when you guys didn't shower and we just uh, like camped out in here. So I'm trying to recreate that vibe. And um, I, if you guys wanted like make it easier on me, my candle budget is going through the roof. So if you guys just want to go back to not showering, that would be great.
1: Uh, maybe borrow from your wet bar budget there, bro. Uh, are you guys yeah, ever for- nervous in situations like this? Because Uh, A lot of people who are just listening to the podcast don't know that every time we take a break, we do about 30 to 45 minutes of breakdancing. There are candles everywhere. Are you guys nervous at all?
2: I think I'm going to put a blindfold on. It's time to to breakdance with not just your eyes, but Matt Murdock style with sound and touch.
0: It's like drifting rules. Like Whoever can get the closest to the candle without knocking it over wins. So we've been, as you said, we do this every break. So we're just, we need to get better at this. And this is the new challenge. Do not hit the candles. Between like
1: Matt Murdock and Luke Skywalker, probably other examples. Can you even become a hero unless you spend some heavy time blindfolded trying to do things that you need to see Mm -hmm. for?
0: Absolutely not did in like fast and furious when brian drives uh in the rearview mirror using the rearview mirror only that's like the blindfold of driving so come on <laughs> it all makes sense that other one you heard who's going to train daredevil style is mike thank you mike for coming to the studio yet again
2: i'm happy to be here it is uh quite musky and i'm mm-hmm. into it
0: you're uh, right yeah, i think it's setting a good vibe like i think it's the right amount of musk
2: yeah uh so to, 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 to because you know not yet are we blessed with uh scent based podcasts my musk does smell exactly like a three day old jim's cheesesteak and ryan's is like nacho cheeses five days old from uh the roller rink
0: yeah so when you walk in it's just like a 7 which feels just like home so i think it i think it's perfect um, I could talk about your guys' musk all day though, but we do have a big show. So I guess should we just go on and talk to Wandavision or do we need to talk more about musk?
1: No, I have a couple more questions about musk. Why is it yeah, the o- it. why is it the only smell that you can feel? Like when it's when, heavy. When somebody mm-hmm. is cooking and you know, you can smell it, but when you walk into a room after somebody just like has slept for ten hours in that room and that musk is there, you can feel it on your skin.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. hmm It like, almost feels air like a pressure. Six- it's like a sixth sense. Like, I feel like a, a, a like a psychic. Like, I can tell you everything about that person once I have their musk. <laughs> like, it's a deep connection at that point.
2: Ah, they watch 10 hours of YouTube before sleeping for 10 yeah, hours.
0: <laughs> I got it. Since we're still talking about musk, follow-up question. Where do you think the name musk comes from?
1: It's a, uh, it's the perfect word for it. Like, yes. no yes. other word would fit that smell and feel.
2: It is actually where Elon's family got their millions, mm. uh, that he turned into billions, is they... they made it in south africa they mined the musk and then spread it around
0: put it injected it into all the human beings and then Mm -hmm. okay i see thank you for answering these questions you are yeah it's like the
2: tarragon mists mists the tarragon musk uh (laughs) that made the inhumans and humans when they all became the when the new humans started up it's like that but that's how we all got our smell
0: just like that Well, you guys, I could talk about Musk forever, but uh, unfortunately, uh, we got to get to WandaVision. So let's go do that right now. On the season one finale of WandaVision, we witness the Battle of the Witches as Agnes tries to convince Wanda to let her suck up Wanda's powers. But instead of handing them over, Wanda throws wards on the hex and traps Agnes. Meanwhile... Meanwhile, our Vision and Hayward's Vision are having a gentlemanly battle of the minds as they philosophize to determine who the real Vision is and therefore must be the one to be destroyed. There's also a battle of home alone shenanigans as the kids are tasked to take on the military. Taste buds, I ask you, this episode tied up all of our season one messes, messes, so do you think the fact that we got a nice bow with a clear direction for next season, or did you like that, or did it feel a little bit too tidy for you?
1: No, I think that it was... Appropriately tidy. It's really hard. It's going to be hard, I think, in this segment to talk to talk about the show without talking about uh, the the doofuses of the internet, which right. mm-hmm. we we t- you know we've talked about a lot uh, on this show in general, not just about Wandavision, but about all stuff. Um, but because we are professional television critics who review and discuss and analyze the things that we are given, and that's and it. Get paid for it, and get paid <laughs> so much money. Well, Cassie does. Uh, mm, thank you. That I I was incredibly satisfied by that as a tv watcher and whatever yes. dissatisfaction i had as a marvel junkie or like uh just somebody who's into marvel porn is not worth talking about
2: yeah, yeah. that it's 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 let, yeah let's just get this out of the way right now it's so weird to be like well i thought it could be this thing and found other people online who thought it could be this thing and it wasn't that so it was bad <laughs> yeah. i know we don't do this often Kill yourself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Okay. Uh,
0: this is this is the one time we'll say. What a whiny
2: we'll, little shit attitude you have.
0: <laughs> it is insane though, because like for me, like just enough to have like this entertaining, like it's it was a good episode and a good season. Yes. So like to have like any complaints about it just because it didn't go the way you want it is crazy. And it's, I it's
1: I really appreciate the one-two punch of like we got the first seven episodes, and those were all great. And then, sort of looking at the last two episodes, is this one-two punch of previously on, which is mm-hmm. uh, where we walk through all of Wanda's life, and then the, the you know the big finale that does do the Wonder Woman thing a little bit of having people fly in the air, punch each other during darkness, or the Black Panther thing if we want to keep it Marvel. Uh, but the the two episodes taken together as the big finale of everything that we got. Um, right. but you assholes not youtube but the internet are going to do (laughs) are going to do in a couple years is rewatch the entire thing as one and be like oh fuck i shouldn't have been such a fucking asshole
0: it does if we just talk about like all the great moments of this i do of course we got to start with the witch fight because that first moment i'm sorry witch fight what i'm sorry cassie i'm so glad you guys jumped over each other to get to that
2: words mean different
0: things (laughs) But yes, our two fight between the two witches, Agnes and Wanda, but that first moment when she absorbed Wanda's powers and threw it back at her blew my mind. I was not ready for that. Like I was like just running around the room in excitement over that.
2: And 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 having this attitude of a villain and Catherine Hahn was perfect at it of like I'm also disappointed in you that you don't know how to do the things to, that would defeat me. Like you should be educated.
0: Well, also, yeah, if you haven't read the book. I've read the book. This is how oh.
2: to do it. That, <laughs> yeah.
1: I like that. Did that one hit hard, Mike, for you. <laughs> uh, the other thing too is that um, you know, I, in the comic books, Agatha is sort of like a mother figure, and mm-hmm. although we didn't have the time to fully develop and explore that in Wandavision. There's some things that she says that are fucking moborific. Like right. uh just the whole you you know, you disappointed me and all that stuff is mother like, at least if you have my mom.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and 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 that it pays off because in last episode Wanda learned about runes. So mm-hmm. when she was expanding or or like sucking some of the power from the, the wall so she could fight Agatha even more, she was putting runes there because she did learn, and you can see that Agatha was uh dismayed. A little proud. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It was a good battle, and sometimes you just have to respect that, even though you get forced to be a sitcom character for the rest of your life.
2: I'm I'm trying to get over uh I love comic books. I love comic book movies. Comic book movies will always end in I'm gonna glare and put my color at you while you glare and put your color at me. I'm Mm -hmm. done with saying with complaining. That is just part and parcel (laughs) to the genre. I think that
1: if you're an X-Men fan or like a Green Lantern fan. There's so like all you're gonna see so many panels or frames or whatever of my green against your yellow or my mm-hmm. uh psionic blast against yours and they just meet in the middle, it, it, but it's a little like sword fighting, right? Isn't lightsabers yeah. or sword fights just meeting in the middle and then whoa, we didn't whoa. hit we didn't hit each other at all. They just went <laughs> ding. Yeah.
0: And, like, there was... The fights were entertaining enough. Even the one between, like, we the two Visions, we did have them battling each other, and it was cool to see them, like, equal powers, because, you know, normally him being able to shift through somebody is a huge advantage, mm-hmm. but then he could shift right back to him. It was still very entertaining.
1: The Vision, one, I would say, was left me the coldest, and that's... Be- th- it's for a couple of reasons. because they're what- robots, right? <laughs> I know, and, you know, they're just cold all the time. But, one, it felt like that... They wrote the, the mid credit sequence from last week to be awesome, and then they had to deal with it in this one.
2: <laughs> They're like, ah. Oh. Oh, and and now
1: we have to spend time on it. And two, it's just like, again, Vision's just out there delivering Hallmarkian quotes that make you like reflect on your life and life in general. Uh, but then we have to end up with things like, um, do you know about the ship of Theseus? Yes, I do.
0: And you didn't. Uh, let like me
1: that? explain it real quick. <laughs> let me explain that real yeah. quick then.
2: <laughs> I, it would have been great. If, of course I do. Oh, you're right. Which one of us is written? Like, they don't explain and we're all furiously <laughs> Googling so Theseus. But I, what what I like is, so Vision is not just a Rock'em Sock'em robot. He's always been that, like, I went to Yale robot. And so for their fight to end that way fits well with the character. Oh,
1: for sure. Uh, it's just, it could have like it could have been smoother and it could have been more organic, even right. though it's... They're not organic. Uh, I d- I do think that it, it, it felt uh, jammed in there, but it's still like I think that this show has the opposite problem, uh, gender-wise, of a different show that we're going to talk about tonight, where the boy version of the titular character is feels jammed in more than the girl character, and mm-hmm. it just it felt weird when we went away from the girl character because it's. It's her show. It's her story. It's all about what she's going through.
2: And because neither of the visions are real, it's all, like they can't really go through things. Like, I guess Wanda's vision goes through things. Cause he asks like, what am I? But because cries a goddamn tear part he, of her he
0: cried. brain,
2: <laughs> but well, he saw a piece of Doritos trash flying by. So, <laughs> you know, that's going to make vision cry. Uh, I forgot where I was going with that.
0: <laughs> the, the um I am with there's some it was it was insane to me that this episode wasn't longer. So I think that was what made yeah. a lot seem packed in there. The one that got tied up a little too tidy for me was um Hayward. Like the fact that he was just taken out by Darcy ramming into him and that was it for him. Like he was obviously like he's our biggest shithead. So I'm glad he got like Darcy was able to take him out, but it was just that one seemed the quickest and most like tie a bow on it he's out of here
1: yeah i was actually just gonna mention that mike that on movie of the year we have an award at the end of every season called biggest shithead which is different than villain and then cassie used that term biggest shithead that you know like agnes and then wanda were the two big villains like wanda to wanda was you know Uh like self-villainy uh that I didn't mind it that much that because because Hayward was just biggest shithead and nothing else, mm. he was he was that eighties uh juice yeah. bag from Die Hard that Definitely just just get him out, get him the fuck <laughs> out of there and, I guess yeah. And well, let it, Darcy started, crash into him.
2: I could have used more Darcy and Jimmy in this episode. Uh but for the end of him be like his sword turned into like faceless thugs mm-hmm. and so for them like to to like be trying to hurt little kids and all of that for them to he shot at the little arrested. kids it's so 80s that the well the leaders is arrested are those guys also gonna be like i feel like some geneva
0: uh it was broken there too <laughs> everything it's all broken but once yet-
1: he uh once he got out of his car and started firing at the children that yeah. was we were all done with Hayward and. I don't know. I've seen some stuff online where like he was never fleshed out enough, but I don't think he was the point. I think that he was basically like the Maltese Falcon or, you know, the Infinity Stones. Like he was just this plot device mm-hmm. to get us from point A to point B and uh, just an easy mark to be like the the big, uh, seemingly big bad, but really just an, an annoyance, you know, a thorn.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, I could see that for sure. We do have I was surprised that we so Monica obviously takes some of the bullets for the kids since he shot a whole round into right for these children but I was surprised that uh like that was the main amount of fighting we saw for Monica like she took out um, fake Pietro and then also like saved the kids and that was it's probably all she needed but I was surprised we didn't get more of her powers
2: I I think it's a combination of character wise it's her being like what the fuck is going on <laughs> yeah. and kind of watching and then uh property wise it's like well we want to do the big reveals in secret invasion and or captain marvel too. yeah i
1: mean think about her allegiances and how much her job has changed since episode one where she was just like a daughter with a mom and that that changed immediately like oh shit mom's dead um now you're part of this bureaucratic corporation and now you have superpowers and now you don't trust the corporation anymore. So she spent the entire series, and not in a bad way, going like, What the fuck is happening? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I do think that there was a reason why when Disney Plus did all their reveals about the shows, it was Secret Invasion was like Samuel L. Jackson and nobody else. Oh and- yeah. We were, we were like, well, it's probably not going to be like a one-man show. It's probably not going to be yeah. like him on a New York stage being like, <laughs> secret invasion.
2: <laughs> My <blood> neighborhood's <laughs> like this. Yes, and so, yeah, it's watching. Rambo time. Uh, and th- th- that's also going back to your original, did it get tied up too neatly? Why I don't think it does is this story, the chapter of this story in Wanda's grief finished.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, th- But we get... Uh, White Vision is just out and about learning about life in the ship of Theseus. Uh, Monica Rambeau knows she has an appointment in the sky and Wanda is ghost reading. Like, it's still like, I thought those were, were great stingers because like, more will continue for them, but this chapter of their lives is done. Yeah. And
1: I think that the big, the big thing for Monica is because, you know, she's such a, she's played off of Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel is such a soldier And almost as black and white as maybe Captain America might be. Um, And now we know that Monica is different because she knows how she was raised. She knows how she was like, uh, like how she got to the, the, the job that she has. And then she just lets Wanda go. She's like, there's not even a mention of like, uh, actually Wanda, if you could stay here for one second, because we want to (laughs) question and arrest you forever. She's just like, yeah, no, I get it girl. Go. And then let Scarlet Witch go. Monica is now closer to Captain America's Civil War team than Iron Man's Civil War team. And I think that's mm-hmm. a big deal.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I like that. Do we... Um, There was another big point I wanted to talk about right now. If only I knew.
2: Was it... Uh, one of the things that might make it weird that Wanda let her go, it's after the town reveals that... When you let us sleep, already a horrifying statement, mm. you, we have your nightmares... Yeah, and that your grief is poisoning us. Like, it's, it's but it. But it, Wanda was a villain, even though an unintentional one, because she's like, "No, I made you all happy." They're like, "No, you <laughs> made you happy," and just got away. And then she does look horrified when when they let her know how much it sucked.
1: I did want to ask you guys if you if do we need to go through a bunch of Wanda rehab? You know, like so. Stephen Strange. There was no Benedict Cumberbatch in this episode, mm-hmm. um, but we do know that uh, Elizabeth Olsen is the second lead of Doctor Strange too. Do we do you guys feel like we need to go through a bunch of Wanda rehab? Or are you guys down with just ah, she learned her lesson?
2: It's 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 always frustrating in superhero stuff where a guy who's murdered for years is like, Oh, I was wrong. And they're like, You're one of us now, pal. And they're like
1: <laughs> You're Eddie Brock's of the world.
2: You're Eddie Brock's, you're you're Negans if in, in The Walking Dead, like it's like I and even Negan went through more than most people do because he was in jail for years. Uh but like Captain Cold, we loved Captain Cold on the Flash. But he did was just a piece of shit. And then suddenly went, oh, "I should stop, huh?" And they're like, "Yeah, you're fine, buddy." Like, yeah. justice canon should still prevail, right? At times, right? Well, that's though. It. I guess dedicating your life to doing good after that is reparations.
0: And she is doing like a eat, pray, love thing out in the woods. So you know she's reflecting while learning the text. So I think yeah. like that's gonna be her her transformation.
1: If if you just watched half of the mid credit sequence, then she's doing the eat pray love thing, and then we find out that she opened that real dangerous book that she was told was very dangerous, <laughs> in order to what I am assumed bring her children back to life.
2: Well, I think she's just trying to learn about it, and then she hears them screaming, which I think will be some of that multiverse, and maybe some of that madness. A God,
1: bit. can you guys Shh. even imagine? I just wish because there's not enough hours in the day. Uh, I just wish that I could have a version of me doing other stuff. Like yes. I, I'm watching WandaVision as another version of me is watching Resident Alien. <laughs>
0: oh, man, what a dream! Um, before we go, can we just talk about how we we didn't? How did none of us guess that uh, fake Pietro was going to be Ralph Boner? Like I feel like it was all there <laughs> for us. Like nobody nobody threw out Ralph Boner.
2: It. It. it I think so many people are mad that I think that the designers of the show knew. What to do with red herrings and the biggest <laughs> gasp is that like so you thought it was Mephesto? Sorry, she screamed Ralph for <laughs> nine episodes, guys. <laughs> I I like how douchey he, he is, and I like to think that's who real Ralph is. Like he really yeah, is it. just a piece of shit townie from Westview, and because uh, he laughs at his own last name.
0: <laughs> Boner. <laughs> it's uh, it was a, honestly a great episode. I can't wait. Do it is it. Do we know if there's a season two for this, or is it all just leading off to new? new thing. All right.
1: I, I think what the I don't know if there's like a season 2 planned. Yeah. For any any one thing. So they're just going to keep doing like these mini series. Like basically we 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 made a 3 hour movie and we chopped it up. Um maybe forever. So I don't know if there will be like a Loki season 2 or a Falcon and Winter Soldier season 2. Uh I think it's best to assume that there won't be and then be pleasantly surprised with, when there is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was, um, I've had a great time reviewing this show for what it is, so it's going to be sad to say goodbye to it, but that was the finale. Um, are you guys, are you ready to say goodbye?
1: I, I, it was hard to, because I am a professional, uh, TV critic and podcaster. Think about, uh, the shushies. It was hard not to think about the shushies. And I mean, is this going to take everything down?
0: I don't, it might. It was so good. Those goodbye, that goodbye scene actually, before we leave. Also, did it get a little mm-hmm. dusty for you guys? That was surprisingly a little dusty.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, there's the line everybody's been either like lauding or making fun of from last week's episode, the love, grief is love, persevering. But this, his goodbye, like this is just a very poetic dream vision. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but what her telling him what he is was also, like, uh, so emotional and impactful if you just let yourself get sucked into the sweetness a little.
1: Yeah. Real quick, jumping off that real quick, um, in the comics, the reason that she goes crazy is because that she finds out that somebody tricked her into thinking her kids were real. In the show, when once she learns her kids are not really real, she seems, I mean, she seems, like, sad, but not like, I'm going to spin off the right. axis of craziness sad. So... Did that work? Was that okay? That she just said, like, peace out, bitches?
2: It was interesting because she said, thank you for choosing me to be your mom. Right. What a line. She knows, like, she always knew everything was, like, she would let herself get caught up in her own fantasy, but she always knew it was all fake. Like, yeah, she was she she was just going through the grief process, like very publicly and affecting other people that everybody kind
0: (laughs) of goes through kind of taking a whole town with her in the process. So it's fine. We've all been there. (laughs) But yeah, I don't we do. Sadly, we are out of time. We do got to wrap this up. Uh, but before we go, I had to save a little bit of time so Mike could talk about this website that he has coming. Uh, I'm taking away from WandaVision so you could talk about this website, Mike. What are, what website do you want to make? That's
2: so much pressure, man. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of people out There's a lot of differing opinions out there for when uh, you get conjunctivitis, uh, which is on the streets known as Pink Eye. Mm-hmm. And some people say, you're going to die. Go to a doctor right now. And some people say just like, put a warm wet cloth on your eyes and you'll be fine. Uh, More people should say, stop shoving that thumb right up your butt and then rubbing it in your eyes. Uh, And so I've just uh, had a, my my website is kind of like tips and tricks and how to deal with conjunctivitis.
0: Okay. You know what, Mike, that's actually, that's very important. And I know a lot of people could use that. It's actually affecting a lot of people. So um, I think this website is too important to leave, like to leave up to just anybody you're gonna need to call in some professionals for this one and i would like you're saying i can't do this i would like you put the groundwork in but i need i need people to like take this seriously so i would say reach out to cybersprout.net because they got all the tools you need they're gonna take this beautiful idea and they're just gonna save the world with it that's what cybersprout does save the world
2: Well, that sounds good.
0: All right. Check it out. Go to there. That's going to be that website. (laughs) Coming up next, we're going to go to our poll list. (laughs) We're back, and it's time for the poll list, where we talk about all the other shows we watched this week. First show starting it off is Resident Alien.
1: This week's Resident Alien turns away from the new kid, Truce, and spotlights two new characters. The first is the new doctor in town, played by Michael Cassidy, a.k.a. Zach Stevens, co-creator of Atomic County and one corner of the love triangle filled out by Seth Cohen and Summer Roberts.
2: Oh, shit.
1: (laughs) The other new character is the general in charge of finding and destroying Harry, played by none other than Linda Hamilton. Taste buds, Uh... I ask you this. Where are we going first, the doctor or the general?
0: Let's go to the general. (laughs) It's general time, governor.
1: So, Linda Hamilton is here. Uh, this is the kind of thing where, like, it's good to not read news and websites because we've been building up to, like, who's in charge of these people? Uh, and to get Linda fucking Hamilton. Woof! What a coup. What a coup.
0: And Linda Hamilton, we, of course, all know is <coughs>
1: from Oh, my God. Cassie. <laughs> from... Like, in our text feed, and I quote... <laughs> Cassie was born in 2017 and will not know who Uh, Linda Hamilton is.
0: Oh, it's the Terminator. You might know
2: her as the Terminator.
0: (laughs) The Terminator herself, of course. How could I not see it? That is a big get for Sci-Fi Channel. That's crazy.
1: Most people know her, of course, as the star of one of 1997's two competing volcano movies. She was in Dante's Peak. But yes, she was also Sarah Connor in... The Terminator films. And uh, yeah, she's uh, just as badass as ever. Uh, I do like the whole, this is competing with The Walking Dead World Beyond in that they cast the big general as Julio Ormond. And then Resident Evil said, or Resident Alien, excuse me, said, oh, we can win up your early 90s superstars. Linda fucking (laughs) Hamilton.
0: That's actually honestly, I'm constantly surprised by what this show is pulling off just with the actors it gets and just the story in general and they're general now. but um <laughs> it was actually super exciting to see like that we got back to this storyline with like now there is consequences like his ship is straight up found and by the end of the episode, we'll just jump straight to it like Harry himself gets found.
1: yeah, he's just out there being like like the guy with the uh, the key fob thing like out there looking for his car in the parking lot harry's just out on the (laughs) mountain just being like where did i leave that spaceship
0: i know i left my invisible ship somewhere in this area where is it it's not there
1: anymore harry it's in instead it's in this giant army bunker um where it's invisible and so the the male agent under linda hamilton's control starts going off this whole speech and linda hamilton's like I've been looking for fucking aliens my entire life. Wait, show me the goddamn <laughs> spaceship. It's like, oh, okay. I'm sorry. And then they turn on lights, and there it is. And she, she goes into a fugue state. Like she is. This person is obsessed with alien spacecraft.
0: Yeah, well, we saw in the beginning that she was, like, she experienced, saw the spaceship as a child in a little lighthouse with her papa. And I didn't see, did her papa <laughs> get, did her papa get taken by the aliens or was papa still there at the end? That was the part where I couldn't quite see if papa I, I, was there or not.
1: I'm not sure what happened to papa. I know that anything that happens at a lighthouse is weird and you're mm-hmm. not allowed to talk about anymore. Uh, way to go, single dad, raising a daughter in a lighthouse. I'm sure she'll grow up to be a fucking real well-balanced human being
0: (laughs) and she has we do of course got to get to our other all-star of this episode though which is the new doctor in town which i did not i can't believe i didn't realize it was the oc but as soon as you said that i'm so glad they always put him in like these love triangle situations (laughs) exactly he's He's in another love triangle
1: he fucks darcy immediately the first Uh night there uh and of course in the in the twist uh, the twist for, I guess, typical characters like Darcy, but not if you've seen the OC, falls in love with Darcy. Uh, like says, "I had an amazing time last night." Makes her breakfast. Darcy does the classy thing of taking the plate and walking to her car and driving <laughs> taking home. Taking
0: the whole plate.
2: <laughs> People
1: should
0: see
2: that plate again.
1: If you're if you're a player, you should have styrofoam containers at your house so you could make it a to go order so you're not losing a plate every time.
0: <laughs> It was, as you mentioned, there was no kids in this one, and I feel like it was because Harry was enough of a child. Like, he was full (laughs) child in this one. Like, just everything was a competition with that doctor, like, down to the coffee machine, every single thing. He straight up had to do an arm wrestle with him. It was amazing.
1: You expect that the... Like, this is the Billy Zabka, right? Like, this is the villain of the... It's supposed to be the villain of the episode because he's handsome and he's uh, capable and all the girls like him. Uh, And so, instead of us rooting for... Our actual hero, which is Harry, Um, Harry takes it way too far. The doctor isn't actually that bad. Was he that Mm -hmm. douchey, Cassie?
0: He wasn't that juice- douchey. Like he just like was into juice cleanse and like his body and like just knew things. But he wasn't like that bad.
1: He he did know things, and that's really frustrating for a male to be around another <laughs> yes. male who knows things. Like that is hard. But yeah, they arm wrestle, and of course, he uh, Harry dislocates Zach Stevens from the OC's shoulder immediately, <laughs> and, and it's just like, what the fuck, man? What the fuck? And Harry, of course, then asks. Why isn't everyone cheering me?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I I just won the
1: arm wrestling match.
0: (laughs) We do have... Harry was going through it in this one because he was, you know, dislocating shoulders and then also straight up drugging his wife. Mm -hmm. Like, his plan is just just constantly drug his wife so she never, like, I don't... So he can do his task of finding his ship, essentially. Uh,
1: Yeah, and... The, it, it's still not like... It, it's, it's still... This, this episode doesn't make it okay to drug women. I just want to make that yeah. clear. Yes. Uh, <laughs> whether it's to find your spaceship or other things. But yeah, now the whole relationship, and she's back in love with him, the whole relationship involved is uh, revolves around when can I drug her again? And also... Yeah. Uh, he drugs her and then she's, she passes out. I thought it would cut to the fact that like he knew that was going to happen and put pillows on the ground or something. No, she just fucking hit the he's, ground. That's so dangerous.
0: He does not care. It's cause he's, he's on a full mission. We do have, um, <laughs> you know, when there's a mission, uh, what was the other big thing that happened on this one? Oh, the sheriff. We have the whole, um, Asta realizing, so the sheriff and the deputy get put on a new, um, case. Of finding the stolen prescription pad, and uh, it's like you know, as they're working on that, it's during uh, Asta's bowling that she discovers that it was her shitty ex, and we discover that he is even shittier. So uh, okay,
1: so yeah, let's let's get into this, um, Cassie. This is a TV show that took all of the girl characters and put them on the same bowling team. They have never it's- mentioned this before, <laughs> <laughs> but all four major female characters: uh, Darcy, Asta. Um, the deputy sheriff and one other one probably the, the mom the,
0: yeah <laughs> that mom oh, yeah, just shows right. up for situations
1: um they're all on a bowling team which is like cartoon level writing like that's mm-hmm. that is something that would happen <laughs> on the simpsons uh and they just pretend like they've been in this bowling league for years even though there has been no mention of it whatsoever whatsoever and i am down for it i i I fucking yeah
0: i loved it so much as soon as like they all showed up in their matching shirts and as each of them like came together and i saw the full team i was like oh what a (laughs) gift you have given us this is the best thing ever
1: who do (laughs) they play in this town of two thousand people i don't know but that's (laughs) not that, that that's not what we ask here
0: it's not part of it, but it is at the bowling alley is her shitty ex with like this new girl who's not even from the town. And uh, that's when like she finally confronts him at the end about like, I think you are the one who is like, you were close to Sam. You used to spend time with Sam and I think you took advantage of him. And uh, it, it does seem right.
1: Yes. Uh, Props to the, the rest of her bowling team for standing on the balcony and just screaming insults at him as he leaves. Yeah, um, and
0: trying to film the whole thing. <laughs>
1: But but I do I, I do like the special careful balance of the show uh, cause Asta did go off about her ex to the new girl and it came off as a little bit crazy but not super crazy. Like you could see yeah. in the new girl's eyes, like, oh shit. I should probably pay more attention to the people that I date, you know?
0: Yeah, it wasn't like a like she it's it was enough where it just grabbed the new girl's attention, which was perfect. Right. We do have. We are almost out of time, Ryan. So uh, let's get to the moment of the week. Uh, how many do you have this time?
1: I'm t- uh, okay. I'll do two. All right. Um, but my main one is just mentioning ham again. It's just it, <laughs> like it wasn't as much as the last episode, but there's I think there's twice where Harry uh, says just this hammy girl or this girl who smells like ham, slimy like ham. I, mm-hmm. uh, I don't. You would think that he thinks that about all human bodies, but really he just says it about his <laughs> wife.
0: Just the wife is a ham. Don't know why. It's the closest it, to him, so it becomes ham.
1: You know what? That's it. That that's It's just ham. Ham is my moment of the ham week. Ham
0: is your moment of the week? Great. I'm going to fill in, and I'm going to come with three. So <laughs> it is <laughs> the beginning when um, Harry and his wife are out skipping rocks, and he just straight throws a rock at her. Like <laughs> He's full child <laughs> in this. <laughs> she, and, like was...
1: I love her in this scene because she's like she's still trying to be like, oh, cutesy romantic, like we're in the middle of a montage. But she's also like, Ow, like what the fuck, man? <laughs> you
0: just threw a rock at me. And the other one was when um the sheriff goes to interrogate one of the kids and we just get a montage of him being insane, playing good cop and bad cop, and he yells, You bitch ass shit, nugget junkie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it means, but it is delightful.
1: <laughs> I I feel so bad because I shit on the sheriff character after we watched the pilot. Mhm. And now after that montage, I'm like, no. This is like a severely <laughs> talented comedic comedic actor who yeah. probably made up a lot of that stuff. Like yeah. <laughs> I I'm so on board with the sheriff at this point.
0: It did have the vibe of they just let him go and it it all of it worked. Uh-huh. And then my final one is when um Harry's wife is trying to get him to move to New York, and she was like, name one thing you didn't love about New York, and he says 9-11. And it's just like (laughs) fair. (laughs) This show is amazing. You should be watching it. It's Wednesdays on Sci-Fi. Our next show is Black Lightning.
1: On this week's Black Lightning, Jefferson pays Tobias a visit and warns him to stay away from his family. Taste Buds, I ask you this. How well would Tobias get along with your family?
2: I... (laughs) Unfortunately, I think their views on things are a little too similar, so very well.
0: I know, like I didn't want to, uh, it's probably very well. Also, he's like rich and that's all it takes really to make friends.
1: Yeah, just the, their perfect example of like an ethnic person is what Tobias looks like. And also, if you went to your uh, Tobias's Facebook page, you would see that your family all subscribes to it. It's just unfortunate. Yeah. He's it's, just rich, rich and evil, and so our families love him.
0: They're just drawn to him. It's, it's his superpower, honestly. Uh, Black Lightning is on Mondays on The CW. Our next show is Snowpiercer.
2: This week on Snowpiercer, 1,034 cars long, we're actually not on any of the cars at all. Melanie fights for survival on the science station among the corpse of the, those who tried before her while seeing visions of Wilford, Leighton, and Alex. TasteBuds ask you this. Who would you see visions of if you were slowly going mad and maybe dying over a month long period?
1: I would probably say Omega Bread, Maverick, and Sabretooth. Wow.
0: Oh, yeah. Very, very particular group so, you have.
2: Two from X Men and just one Tom Cruise? Yes.
0: <laughs> a single everybody has one Tom Cruise. Mine would be one Tom Cruise and you two. Just like I'd have to Aww. battle you two.
1: Which Tom Cruise, though? I, yeah, I, everyone has to battle you two, because B- Bono and The Edge are idiots. But are the who, worst. who is your one Tom Cruise?
0: My one Tom Cruise is peak uh, Scientology Tom Cruise. That's when he uh-huh. was at his most powerful. So Just that's
2: leaping on couches?
0: <laughs> yeah. Couch
1: jumper Tom Cruise. Mike, who's your go-to Tom Cruise?
2: Risky Business.
0: <laughs> mm, that is a very and,
2: strong Yeah, so the, the, the three I would see, I'd see Risky Business, I would see Jack from Legend, and I would see uh, live diver repeat Tom Cruise uh, when he doesn't have pants on. None of my Tom Cruise wear pants.
0: <laughs> what, you, know, you were able to pull all those references of him without pants, and I'm very proud of you.
2: Hey, that's what I'm here for. <laughs>
1: well, if you guys go to TomCruiseWithoutPants.com, you will see a perfectly crafted Cybersprout website. Yeah, Cybersprout.net that,
2: that really hooked it up. <laughs>
0: they doing all the great websites out here. All right. Also, so, I Andrew, think
1: it's important to note that there was a as far as Risky Business goes, there's an entire episode of The OC, a seminal uh primetime Fox soap and opera underrated. and underrated uh that is based on the film Risky, risky Business. So, uh,
2: is- So this episode of Snowpiercer, it, it's just a 40-minute Jennifer Connelly serving acting and it's fucking awesome. Uh and at the end she thinks she she's not dying. She thinks and Snowpiercer just doesn't slow down for her. So she might have another month alone oh, damn. and not hopping on that train. And because she's lost it so much throughout the episode, we don't know if she is just dying in the snow and the train never came, if she's still in the bunker, or if Snowpiercer really went, bye, bitch.
0: Oh, man, that would be so sad. I'm glad we did get to check in with her, though, because it's, it's comforting to know my girl's still alive. Is it but, one uh,
1: month around? Is that how long it
2: takes? Yeah, it takes. I guess it takes a month to get around the world.
1: And I'm so I, I'm so. This is embarrassing, Mike. But how many cars?
2: It is. It's it's not embarrassing, Ryan, because it does change from time to time. But because of that, they let you know at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> so right now, it's a thousand and thirty four cars long.
1: Okay. Would you rather watch Snowpiercer with a thousand and thirty four cars, or watch Cars one thousand and thirty four, the one thousand and thirty fourth sequel to the film Cars?
2: Oh, that one! I want to no. see what they do with that series. At <laughs> that point. It's going to won- be crazy. It's going to be percent. crazy.
0: Uh, Mike, did you did you watch this one? Yeah. All right, do you got a moment of the week?
2: It's it's the end when she collapses on her the ground and even she's not sure if she's releasing really the train flip her off. Like uh it's Jennifer Connelly is a really good actress, you guys, and every once in a while Snowpiercer is like, "We should remind people of that."
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have this talent. Let's use it. I'm glad they finally did. Uh Snowpiercer's Snowpiercer is on Sundays on TNT. Our next show is Batwoman. On this week's Batwoman, Mary and Papa Crow get captured by one of Hamilton's experiment patients, who has been sent on a mission to get the cure-all Desert Rose vaccine. In order to save her dad, Mary tells this man everything he needs to know, and Bat Ryan saves him just in time. Bat Ryan wasn't able to save everything, though, as it looks like Ryan and her girlfriend will be no more. All the while, Alice and Ocean are teaming up to take on Sophia. Taste Mike, I ask you? Ryan and Angelique's relationship is clearly a mess, but don't you want to, like, root for this toxic relationship? Only the
2: show obviously cares about it more than we do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their breakup, the show, like, there's a lot of slow motion, swelling music, but we didn't get enough time. We haven't seen them be good at all. So I don't know what, like, for Angelique to be freaking out on Ryan, but, like, we know that Ryan went to jail because she had Angelique's drugs. Mm -hmm. I'm you can't be team Angelique here. So like, I do think we need balance and to see them be happy for a little bit to make any of it matter.
0: It's weird because like the only things we have seen is Angelique, like take care of her, like Angelique brought her to the hospital. Angelique has been the Mm -hmm. one, like take care of yourself. And I think that's supposed to be enough to be like, look, they, they can help each other, but there is just, there is so much past there and not, neither of them has like, grown from it so
2: being a basic human does not a perfect romance make yeah. so,
0: like. <laughs> and you know what they're trying here um but in this episode i do want to talk about who's possibly my new favorite character is we were introduced to i only know him as dr Bolotai in my mind do you uh-huh. know who this guy is at the beginning who sends out the hamilton patient
2: no, Dr. Bolotai, who is just doing human trials right away. Like, mm-hmm. it's clear they don't know what the medicine will do, and people are dying because the, the Desert Rose Cure worked once, and he's like, well, we synthesized the thing. Just put it into that sick guy. It's like, dude, God. what about the years? And then we find out, oh, he's supposed to be an evil scientist. Okay, I understand <laughs> why well, he's not following protocol.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it does seem like he's going to have a bigger part, so I'm excited for this character because I know nothing about him, and he is off the walls.
2: Yeah, he, he's bananas. I, I like... Nothing he did showed personality, but just wearing a bolo tie is such a goddamn statement piece it's that you know he's going to be weird.
0: As a doctor, to like put on a bolo tie every day is a real statement <laughs> piece. So
2: Yeah, that was his Wednesday bolo tie. You know he has six more. Yo,
0: for sure. Each day of the week. Um, but this episode, we did get the map of coriander. Like We found out that Ocean made it and had it, so which is, is tying Ocean more to the story. Are you excited to get like more of him involved in this?
2: I'm excited to see more of him just because I like him and
0: uh, Alice. Alice's
2: banter back and forth. And, like, it really seems in their flashbacks that she was a completely normal person. Yeah. Like, she's just kind of, like, brunette, which is the normal hair color. Uh, <laughs> <What the laughs> and fuck? just, like, sweet and in love with him. And then I want to know what broke her brain into becoming Alice then.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, uh it's, I'm really excited to find just, like, there's a whole mystery there, and I do like them as a team. So I'm incredibly excited yeah. for that. We also got, um, uh, like, we have Sophie, who uh, they have this team up to, like, go save them uh, and yeah. get the map. And uh, Sophie gets captured by, like, Juggalo Cowboys. And uh, I just can't be more excited because he's definitely going to be tied <laughs> to the Bolo guy.
2: <laughs> okay so there's a cowboy theme here there's there's an EV, evil southwestern gang of gotham
0: yes and there's a full full gang happening um but we do have between luke and ryan like they've had a really like rocky relationship <laughs>
2: yeah this is so they got in yet another fucking fight
0: mm-hmm. and
2: I, I think it's bending over backwards now. Just let them like, they they didn't like each other at first and now they're learning to respect each other for every other episode to be like, but here's why they're fighting again. Like it feels forced.
0: It is feeling forced. I'm hoping this is the last one now that he fully, he had a full moment where she was like, he was like, she is a hero. Like she did this whole time, like dying from kryptonite and still like saved the world and like made it better. And it's like killing mm-hmm. it as Batwoman. So I'm hoping this will finally do it. Like next episode, an apology or whatever. And then we're done with it. I could only hope. Yeah. But it has up the stakes now that it is confirmed Ryan is dying from this kryptonite thing. And now the only cure is this desert rose thing. So everybody is full force to the desert rose.
2: I think it would be very brave of them to, from now on, only have a character be Batwoman for a handful of episodes. <laughs> just, and then we just burn through a bunch of Batwoman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> New ways for each Batwoman. And Luke's going to hate them all. The, and yeah. you know, uh, every he's single always one of like, them.
2: He's like, you're not like Ryan or Kate. And the next one, like, you're not like Martha, Ryan, or Kate. Yeah.
0: <laughs> How do you feel about the relationship between um, Mary and Papa Crow? Because Well, ep- Papa Crow sucks. Yeah, he's uh, He worst. tells her,
2: he, she's like, well, uh... Rich people in Gotham suck. You're not doing enough to actually clean up this town. So yes, I do run this illegal clinic. And he's like, "You're going to become evil just like your dead mom did, who must have known about the human experiments." Like he, a stranger with brain issues, told him that his dead ex-wife uh, Ran helped to do the experiments, and he went, "I guess I'll believe this guy." Yeah. And then decided, like, "Well, if you break one rule, that means you'll break all rules, and you're going to be evil." He sucks.
0: Yeah, and it was the. Her at the end where like he was like, You know, I'm taking away your clinic and she was like, You know, you never paid attention to me and it was it was better for me when you pretended like I didn't yeah. exist. And I was like, Oh shit. It got intense on this episode. Um we are almost out of time though. So do you have a moment of the week, Mike?
2: Yeah, I have a dumb one. Uh I, I do generally like this show. Uh but one of the dumbest things was when Angelique did take Ryan to the ER, uh an orderly he was rushing by because you can hear people be like oh, they're, they're coding, which means dying. Mm-hmm. So somebody's dying. And then she starts like arguing like white woman style, arguing about implicit bias. And of course, black women will never get helped. And she's not wrong. But in this specific instance, you grabbed a random person at the hospital who's running to save somebody who's literally dying. Yes. Uh, and so I was like, ugh. Mm-hmm. I, I think generally the show's done pretty good at talking about how systemic racism affects uh, all of society. But this moment was a little, ugh.
0: Yeah, it was like they put they made a conscious decision to have people yelling codes in the back and for her to grab like that was all purpose. Uh, My moment of the week is just the Juggalo Cowboys. I couldn't get enough of them. I can't wait for them to be a staple of this. Uh, Batwoman is on Sundays on the CW. Our next show is The Flash.
2: Season 7 of The Flash begins right where we left off. The Mirror Mistress is free and doing crimes, even though people think she's totally fine and normal after not being seen for years. Iris is losing her mind in Mirror World. Barry barely has any speed, and they're trying to make an artificial speed force. This last bit gets a boost when all of the other non-Nash Wellses end up going into Barry's body, and they determine if Nash uses himself as an organic conduit with all the multiversal elements from the residual Wells's, he'll die, but the speed force will be born. Taste buds, I ask you this: How much would you want to see Grant Gustin doing eight different impressions of Tom Cavanaugh?
0: Oh, that
1: <laughs> makes me sick to my stomach.
0: <laughs> Can it, it be a negative amount?
2: Tom Cavanaugh is the greatest actor who's ever lived. We've all decided that. Uh, Future Pop does, Filter Hall of Famer, Mike? Huh?
1: Future Pop Filter Hall Future of Famer? Future Pop Filter Hall of
2: Famer? For I sure. would say so. But um, Grant Gustin is not. And also, it does highlight that the more Wellses we get, some of them are one note. And Grant Gustin doing the impression really highlights that it was like, oh, this one holds drumsticks, and there's nothing else about his character.
1: <laughs> Let's be clear here that like Grant Gustin is a star, right? Like he is, he has this quality that we need when uh, we have leads of TV shows. Yes. he's amazing uh, when given the right material. But a star does not a actor make. You know, like that right. doesn't mean that he has range. He just has that thing.
2: You know what is impressive? He he is really good at going from normal face to crying like that. Like, he, <laughs> he has that muscle on block, man.
0: That's always the most impressive part of acting. So, as long as he's got that, the future is bright for him. How was it uh, checking back in on Flash, though? So there was a lot of Speed Force mentioned. Was it too much? Too
2: yeah, writing force? that paragraph, I realized, really, <laughs> no. how does this show exist? How is this the most popular one? Because you've got to buy into a lot of gobbledygook to it fucking...
0: Was. It seemed like a lot, but uh, do you have a moment of the week?
2: Yeah, it, uh, Nash does end up sacrificing himself for the Speed Force, and Tom Cavanaugh saying goodbye to Grant Gustin did hit hard. Like the, they, These two have acted together over seven years in so many different relationships on this show, and the goodbye hit home. Is he Kavanaugh. done? He's hitting the ground, man. I think so. Well, I mean, they always find ways to bring him back, right? But yeah, for, for the time being, he cannot exist because he's what powers the the fake speed force.
1: That's crazy. I saw a headline on some website that said, Flash says goodbye to Redacted. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I want to know who that. Is. No, I'm not going to click on it. I don't care.
2: <laughs> What's insane, so Cisco is like in Atlantis. Uh, Caitlyn has been gone. So it's just, and Iris is in the mirror world. So it is just Barry with a bunch of characters I don't give a shit about. So how did it feel checking in? It made me go, oh, I'll watch it the next time we do a main segment. But this is, I'm not like, it's back, guys.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a bummer. It is on Tuesdays on The CW. Our last and final show of the week is Superman and Lois. Hey,
1: Superman and Lois making the last show of the poll list. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> on this week's episode of Superman and Lois, we learn a little bit about what this Lex is all about. As he and Soups punch each other for a lot of the runtime. Meanwhile, Jordan learns he may not be as powerful as his dad thought, but it's actually Lois who gets the most screen time as she quits the Daily Planet to go work for the local newspaper so she can investigate Morgan Edge instead of work for him. Taste buds, I ask you this Did the second episode do more right by Lois than the first one?
2: It really feels like. And, and I know this is not how timelines work, but that they heard last week's podcast and our critiques of them and Lois and then went, oh, fuck, and scrambled to like, so if the first episode is Superman and Sons, this one is the Lois show.
0: Uh... Yeah.
2: Or it Lois lo- and Son. Lois and Son. Yeah.
1: Period. Lois son? and one son. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the one that gets left behind. But it was it was nice to see her at least have like a little bit of spark like it was insane that she just kind of stood by and I was like this isn't Lois at all so at least they gave her like a little bit in this one I'm glad that she at least is on like a mission now so hopefully she will continue to like get better in the writing because it was it was rough
1: I mean that does a lot of things it propels plot lines right It, it propels plot lines for that character now she's doing something but also I love uh Clark's whole like oh, uh, no, come on, Lois, you're doing it again. Everywhere you go, you got to, like, uh, rustle feathers and, you know, like, pull the tablecloth out from the table. That's that's what she does. And Clark's, like, weathered whole, oh, here we go again. Now I know why Lois is awesome. I have remembered why yeah. Lois is awesome.
2: Mm-hmm. But it sounds like, that's why you married her, bro. I know. It's, I it's like, what you love. It is crazy, because now they own a... Home that's upside down on its mortgage, and I don't think either of them have jobs now <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> or is he still working for the daily Planet? He's like, this is awkward but he I might have be paycheck. but
1: if she works for the Smallville Times or whatever, you might as well like have just started a podcast like you're not fucking right. making money there
2: yeah, yeah. It, it seems like one person works there, so maybe it is enough to I don't know how reverse mortgages work. I assume you owe double mortgage every
1: month no <laughs> reverse mortgages mean that they pay you now.
2: Oh cool yeah, exactly. Everybody should get Reverse mortgages Listeners Go out and get Reverse mortgages <laughs> On your house
0: It's a pretty good deal It is um, It. I think like This Clark Is kind of I love Tyler Hoechlin But this Clark Like the way They've characterized him Is annoying me Because his whole mission Is to like Be a better dad Yet he has no dad instincts. Like, he'll be like, it's time to be a better dad. And then just ignore his children. Like, the kids will be like begging for attention and he'll just be like, peace out. And then like just not talk to them. And then also, like, he only slightly cares about Lois, it feels. It is a weird characterization.
1: I think that like a lot of it's like, I don't know if it's uber liberal or something, but like he's so UBU that like it's almost, uh, Sort of like he is not doing his job as right. father or husband or neighbor or whatever. He's just like, oh, man, I don't love that, but I can't do anything because I'm also Superman. And then watches watches people stab themselves in the eye.
2: Yeah, I, I think what it is is better than most uh, like showing of Superman. It is like he is bad at being Clark because he is so good at being Superman. And everybody else talks about that but I think this show is showing us what that means Well, (laughs) well,
1: I think what Christopher Reeve did was the like sort of um, I don't know like how to move as a person you know just like I can't walk as Clark because of how amazing I can move as Superman but this is like this is sort of like a more personal emotional thing I can't understand emotions as Clark because I think that I know best as Superman and I think it's interesting it's just that so far, I don't know if we're nailing it.
2: Yeah. Well, the show I think we'll have to tackle it a little more head on and have him and Lois like fight about it mm-hmm. and have him arc and then we'll be like, "Oh, they were doing that thing on purpose and not like, oh." Well, what about instead
1: of having Superman and Lois fight about it, they had Lois and uh, J- uh the the brother who does not have powers, the twin, Jonathan? Jonathan bond about it. Yeah. They they had this they had this moment in this episode but they were like we don't have powers because we're smarter and better and our <laughs> life sucks. Is that, is that okay? You know, cause they're, they're fucking doofuses and they will always be doofuses. You know, I thought yeah, that was, right. that was a route that I've never seen with Superman. And it, if honestly, if you can give me any angle on Superman that I've never seen before, I'm like, bravo show. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. this is amazing.
0: That is true. They are bringing something new. Um, speaking of the kids though, we do have, uh, Clark brought, what is, uh, Jordan? Jordan? Jordan. Jordan is the unloved one trying to be loved. They <laughs> brought him to the Ice Palace to test his little cells, and it turns out he has weak cells, and he doesn't have powers. So now we've got this kid who was hyped up to have powers and actually doesn't. And we
1: get to meet Jor-El, this, this version of Jor-El, who is uh. Robert, Robert the Bruce from Braveheart, and but a lot bigger than he used to be. And he's like, who is this bitch? <laughs> who who is this bitch you brought before me?
0: He's an idiot,
1: and so are you. He'll never have your powers, because he's it, stupid.
0: And it was like this is alien technology and like you can only blast it like an old person out of a phone. Like the kid's obviously gonna hear this. He's right in the ice palace yeah. with you. Like you didn't have a like a lower down button. Like he is yelling this in this like glacier. <laughs> Whoa. Well,
2: that that AI knew exactly what it was doing. It was but like, the kid. <laughs>
1: It's AI that is so good or bad at its job that it has to include all of the fucking uh, racist bullshit that old men come with. Yeah,
2: if <laughs> if if Jordan was ever sad, he never got to meet Clark's dad. Now he's like, oh shit, I'm glad this guy hasn't been at Thanksgiving. <laughs> it
1: would be ba- terrible. Back in my day, we didn't have sadness, we had blisters. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Do you think the AI is just jealous because the Fortress of Solitude used to be him and Clark just broed out? And now, like, this wimpy kid is there?
0: Now they have to talk about, like, Edgar Allan Poe and shit.
1: (laughs) I've got, I think that I've got three, right? Like, Clark is trying to be a good dad, but I've got three fucking adult male role models. Who would you guys rather have to be your dad? Is it Jor-El, who has almost this, like, pervy addiction towards powers? But then I realized that he's basically the the father of any son who's in sports. Just uh-huh. like screaming. And if, you, if you're not as good at sports as, the, as he wants, then he will slap you. Uh, we have got General Lane, which Oof. I feel like that he's revealing cards in every episode, right? Like he uh-huh. might not be that good of a guy. And then we've got fucking uh, Kyle who is really good at barbecuing, and at some point when you look out the window, he'll just have a guitar and be...
2: Air guitar next to the barbecue, letting you know exactly <laughs> what kind of D-bag... If you didn't know, he was a D-bag in the first episode.
1: So that's what we're doing, is we're trying to attach people to Clark looking around this world being like, fucking douchebags
2: everywhere. You're Gotta do it everywhere. myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck General Lane, man. Uh, a murderous... Iron Man, who has been trying to blow up nuclear power plants, gives him a little medallion, is like, Sam, I know you. And now he's like, oh, maybe I should be cautious of Superman, a mm-hmm. person I've known for years to save people. Yeah,
0: Fuck you. Who is in my family, but maybe I shouldn't trust this dude. But no, <laughs> His-
1: he he's the classic boomer of whatever was the most radical version of talk radio I heard last is the thing that I believe.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? It does have, um, and we found in this episode, not only now he maybe doesn't trust Clark, but he also has the world stockpile of kryptonite. So looking forward to that being a combination. It's going to be great. Um, we're almost out of time, though. So, Ryan, do you get a moment of the week? <laughs>
1: okay. I, I'm i actually into this show. I have a I had a lot more to talk about, but we'll move into next week. Uh, I do want to talk about Clark and Lana and her weird flirting. I want to know what that means. Um there's a, and I want to talk about the brothers. And if you guys believe this as siblings, you know, we all have siblings. Do you guys buy them as... well, We'll, we'll talk about that. But my moment of the week has to be like, all right, uh, different Lex, whoever you are from a different timeline or dimension, I'm sure that you're upset about whatever. And then we we see why he's upset at Superman. And we get some like Paul Verhoeven level disgustingness of Superman flying up and just decimating a trench of mm-hmm. soldiers and i did not expect that from this show and i know that it's it's a little bit different because it's not like in our timeline or whatever but it was still dark and fucked up and shows the power of like well we have a full army and then superman just lays waste to you don't 40 or so 40 soldiers
0: yeah it was real like homelander vibes in that universe like it was yeah. insane uh mike what about you you got a moment of the week
2: uh, yeah, when, so Lois at the end, so Morgan Edge rewrites her story about how bad Morgan Edge is. And then uh, she's like, what the fuck? And she goes in, like, interrupts the board meeting and gives uh, her resignation. And some rando Daily Planet bootlicker employee on <laughs> Lois's way out is just like, Edge will crush you. Yeah. Fuck you, man.
1: Who was that person?
2: I don't, we don't know. She was just like, I don't know, his secretary, his personal assistant, his, like, Maybe it's his version of Mercy uh, Graves that Lex has, but she just looked like a normal businesswoman. Yeah, in Lois's face, where well, really they should all be as mad at Lois because the Daily Planet used to be respected.
0: Yeah, it. Uh, that moment was great, and the fact that she was like, "This is my best writing," and all it said was, "I quit." I quit, peak <laughs> Lois, peak Lois. It was so good. Uh, my moment of the week is when the kid called uh, Jor El because that's just very really <laughs> funny. That's very good and clever, and I was proud of him in that moment. Uh, Superman is on Tuesdays on the CW. That is it for the poll list, so coming up next, it's X-Taz time. Welcome to X-Taz Mania, bitch, a mini-show within a show where we take an in-depth episode-by-episode look at Fox's seminal and underrated early morning soap opera from the mid-90s X-Men The Animated Series. On this week's X-Men episode, there is a tear in the astral plane coming from the village Storm grew up in which is not a coincidence because the Shadow King purposely did this in order to convince Storm to let him use her body by possessing her son, Mijnari, first. Rogue Storm and Mijnari work together to force him back into the Astral Plane, and at the end of the episode, we find out that Professor X and Magneto were brought to the Savage Lands. This episode starts with us being introduced to Storm's son before we knew about his lineage. What did you guys think about, about this kid when you first saw him?
1: Well, he's good at soccer, and as Jean Grey would say um he's from a part of africa Africa. and (laughs) and i wanted uh, like beast it would have been so great for beast to be like really gene which part yeah and just let
2: (laughs) (laughs) normally beast is pretentious with no like goal and that really that's the time man that's (laughs) the time to be pretentious uh it's he seems like a good kid uh, the other kids worry me because after Mishnar gets possessed, he is floating and laughs demonically, and the other kids just, like, chuckle at him, like, that guy's crazy.
0: <laughs> that silly kid, man, always pranking the town. It's so funny of him. It was, uh, it was wild to, as an introduction, and I expect nothing less from X-Men. And then we go from there, straight up to uh, Wolverine on a mission to find Morph in Brazil. We're all over... Hold the on, the Cassie,
1: one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're saying that Wolverine bailed from the team to go on a solo mission. This is absolutely shocking to me. Should we have an award at the end of every season or even every episode of favorite Wolverine bailed on the team?
0: <laughs> it's gonna. There would be one every episode because it's he goes where he wants to go and this time well, it was Brazil. At
2: least he went where he wants to win. That means there's a bunch of X-Men who are just like playing video games and watching TV back at the mansion not helping either mission. <laughs> I love...
1: I like Wolverine because every time he leaves, he says, I go where I want to go. But I respect Wolverine because every time he comes back, he says, I went where I want to went.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Real respectable guy. Um, But yeah, we do have him, like, the most insane boat ride I've ever seen. Like, the only thing I expect from, like, the Jungle Cruise where... It was a
1: straight up Jungle Cruise boat. (laughs) Why was that guy not making hilarious puns the entire time?
0: Like, he had a little monkey it was he had a monkey friend and everything it seemed like a delightful ride for him and um he was like you are just looking for a guy who could be anybody and uh wolverine was like yes you get it that's my mission
1: (laughs) but classic conservative in that oh i'm gonna say well i hope it's not one of those mutants i hate them Mm -hmm. and just expecting everybody else on the boat to be like yeah as opposed to being like ew what the fuck also, uh, Wolverine got that monkey onto his shoulder, and the guy was like, nobody's ever been able to do that before, because he fed the fucking monkey. Yeah. Like, all he did was give the monkey a peanut. Dude, you should be feeding your monkey.
0: You gotta that's feed the monkeys. Monkey. Um, then we cut back over to, you know, somewhere in Africa, and that's when we get the big reveal that missionary is Storm's kid. Did you guys have, like, did this blow your minds as kids? Because this was insane.
2: She says that, and it's mind-blowing. It's like, oh shit, Storm abandoned her boy in some until you part get a little of bit of explanation. And then she's like, well, I saved his mom. Godmother is different. That is, that's mm-hmm. so. I'm, I think now there's a restraining order his mom took out on Storm because she's just like, he's my son. And <laughs> that's weird.
0: And the whole like town refers to him as like Storm's son. And it was oh. like, she was like, well, I birthed him, but like Storm like saved him and played ball with him as a child. So I,
1: I wish that in the nineties when this came out, it, it went to black and went to commercial, but then it didn't. And then it just cut back to Rogue and her being like, Wait, what do you mean though? Explain that real quick.
2: But well, it feels like so Storm Storm and we know that like the her village thought she was a goddess. So now I think the woman's like, Well, she's his mother because she's terrified she's gonna get lightninged to death if she doesn't say that.
0: That could be. That's very possible. Um, then after this big reveal, we get the best thing that's ever happened. And that's more pulling a Jackie Daytona and being a bartender (laughs) (laughs) somewhere else. He's just trying to, he's trying to blend in. He's just living that bartender life, practicing some jokes and getting no respect for it.
1: And every once in a while, lifting up the bar, making sure that he could throw it on top of somebody. If, if the need ever arose that I could fucking put this bar right on top of somebody. It doesn't, oh, wait, no, how, no, now I need to. Here we go.
2: I like when, when Wolverine does find him, Morph instantly turns into Gene, and just is like, who could love a freak like you? Like, <laughs> yeah. And Wolverine, that stops Wolverine in his tracks. Like, what What a weak man Wolverine is.
1: Okay, well, he's not Ross Geller, but I do have to, uh, the the show did not show below Wolverine's belt. I think that his face was like, this is terrifying. I'm going to put my hands to my face, like, uh, as I'm um, some sort of Kevin McAllister left home alone, but below his belt, raging erection for Gene just to scream well, all of that shit that at
2: him is raging.
0: <laughs> it was like again to see Morph just be know exactly how to mess with the people. Like he instantly was like, "I'm gonna wreck this man by being Gene," and it was well, absolutely.
1: He doesn't have the powers of the people that he resembles unless he turns into animals, which we'll get to later. And but yes. so. Yes. So he just has mind games, and he does it. And him going out of that, like that, that perfectly placed hole that was in the bar. Uh, he's about to leave, and just being like, "And I think you're a freak, and I don't love you."
0: <laughs>
1: and then running away. That's some classic morph.
0: Freaking morph, man. And then you know we're back and forth. So we back back in Africa, and that's when we get the Shadow King reveal. Um, did we see Shadow King last season, or is this the first mm-hmm. Shadow King?
2: It's the first. What I love about this. It hints at other adventures, because Rogue knows who the Shadow King is. She's just like, but Professor threw him into it, and Storm interrupts and goes, yes, the astral plane. We both know this story.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what confused me. I was like, do we know this story? I didn't know no, this. No, <laughs> it's just, I, I do like the built-in. We like, know that
1: was, Professor X threw him on the Theseus ship. Go ahead.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We we started adventuring with them with Jubilee, but that they were a team for who knows how long, and have had some of their bigger adventures already. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was, it was cool to see him, and then that's when we get the, like, Shadow King talking about how he wants to take over Storm, and we get this weird possession thing in the sky, and uh, you know what? I was here for it. It was weird, but wacky in that X-Men way.
1: Okay. Well, I would say that we have roughly as much experience of being an X-Man that they do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we've sat through all these episodes, so if you're gonna take over a body, it's, it's fucking storms.
0: storms. Oh, yeah. For sure. He straight up knew. He was like, "I got, I need your powerful body," and I was like, "Yeah, that sounds terrible, but you do." That
2: is also when she first met. I Gam do not like- the same phrase he said. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do not like how you worded any of that, but no, it doesn't make sense to me.
2: She is uh, the one. I also like to fight him when he possesses her. She flies into space and he chokes. It's like, well, yeah. I don't know how this is really working. If you're both but getting choked out here,
1: that's just a classic superhero thing, man. I don't know what to do. Flying to space. <laughs>
2: Flying to mm-hmm. space. You got to. Just run away from my problems.
0: So that was their showdown, which goes with her going to space. But then we do have the Morph and Wolverine showdown. And that's when we see that he does he's able to turn into animals. And that's when he is most powerful.
1: Before that, though, Morph switches into Sabretooth. And we haven't <laughs> seen Sabretooth in a while. And, Mike, I wanted to talk to you about this based on your recent viewing outside of the superhero show show. Uh-huh. Is Sabretooth John Crease. Are those two characters the exact same character?
2: They are very similar in that they think they are right. Plus, they look the same.
1: They look exactly the same. Plus, you were once my mentee, and now you're not. So, therefore, I hate you. Sabretooth and John Kreese are the exact same karate children.
2: I I think if Marvel's smart, they should cast John Kreese as their Sabretooth. That would be fucking awesome.
1: Over Liev Schreiber?
2: Yes, over Liev Schreiber.
0: (laughs) He's insulted, you would ask. But yeah, is it is it fair to turn into a rhino in the middle of a fight? Like, a rhino was a bit extreme.
2: It, it just shows how shitty Morph is because, so he doesn't get the powers of anybody, but apparently he does get their mass and strength. So always be a fucking animal, yeah. bro. Always. Turn into a tiger. What are you doing?
1: It also made me think of uh, the brilliance of Shredder because... Splinter did this thing to turtles, uh-huh. whereas Shredder picked a fucking hog and a rhino. Yeah. Shredder yeah. did better there.
0: Yeah. The
2: rhinos are just like living tanks with swords on their head. Come on.
1: Seriously, dude.
0: <laughs> it's obvious. Um, then we get to back over to Africa with the fight. Uh, We have Mishnari, who's going to lead the Shadow King into the Astral Plane. This little kid comes, he's not possessed anymore, and he just goes full hero instantly. Like, he is fine going into the Astral Plane and leading the Shadow King, who is very powerful, into the Astral Plane. Well, he is
1: is Storm's son, a.k.a. Aurora Monroe's baby that she babysat three times. So, (laughs) that does make sense. I did did like the Astral Plane, though. Um You know, for like a, a 90s cartoon on a budget, trying to like uh, rip these cells off as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. I thought the astral plane looked pretty cool. There wasn't the CGI that maybe we wanted, but there was enough. Uh, <laughs> every uh, dimensional plane that you go into has at least like that ground level where, if your if your power is speed, you can just run on that and jump yeah. and kick. Yeah. At some Thankfully, point that you want, they have yeah. that
2: ground level, <laughs> but Rainbow the floating Earth. mass
0: can't go that
2: fast. Right? So exactly. <laughs>
0: He's slowed down by the no, like, gravity in space.
2: And I, like, when he, it starts to close, and only Mishnari can see the astral plane, like, chasm, and so Storm and Rogue are just, like, punching and scratching at the mountain, slightly to the left of where it is.
1: They have so many more powers than fingernails, (laughs) but they're just gently clawing at the mountain.
0: At a certain (laughs) point, your instinct just kicks in, and it's, it's just to just swat and claw things away, okay? Like, I'm here for them. But that is also a severe misunderstanding of
2: how, like, multidimensional travel works.
0: Okay, I'm The sorry door was
2: at the mountain. It's not in the mountain, <laughs> fools.
0: I'm sorry we don't all read books, Mike. Okay, we get it. We get it. You're learned. Um, so we do have this whole battle. He does get trapped in the astral plane. Luckily, they get Missionary out. And then we go to uh, Professor X and Magneto, who have crawled out from the avalanche and find that they are in the Savage Lands.
1: I'm sorry, Cassie. Are you telling me that uh, basically back to back, there's two different segments where people crawl out of mountains? Because that's what this episode seemed like to me.
2: Some shows connect their plots by theme. This one does by (laughs) crawling from under mountains.
1: The theme is people must crawl out of or into mountains. (laughs) No, out of. Not into. Only out of.
0: Out of mountains. Um, But we do have it in the Savage Land area. uh, Magneto has no powers, but Professor X can walk. They actually has both that? have no powers, but he can walk. He has the power of <laughs> Which mobility. Yeah. Makes me think that
1: his his power of telekinesis is yeah. making him not walk.
2: Yeah, it's like when Tobias Funke has hair plugs. The hair looks great, but he can't walk <laughs> anymore.
0: <laughs> it's absolutely wild. And then just to make it more wild right at the end, a velociraptor takes, uh, is it Magneto away? Just just because. Like People come on velociraptors.
2: I don't want to be this guy. It's... Is it's clearly it not a Velociraptor because it's, okay. it's, fl- it's flying. So it's, <laughs> it's obviously a pterodactyl.
0: That is the dinosaur I was looking for. Thank you, Mike. I was going to look like a fool. So I'm so glad you were here to uh, save me. Thank you for that.
1: I would have read just a said, lot of
2: dinosaur books.
1: Two Godzillas. Two Godzillas <laughs> come. Uh, Professor X, uh, ironically, can't walk at that point, falls right over, and the uh, flying Godzilla Velociraptor uh, misses him. So Professor X says, Well, here is my closest boomerang and throws yeah, it directly where
2: does it come from? Well, I it- don't have powers, but I can walk and suddenly there's a boomerang in my hand.
1: Uh throws it directly at the guy flying the uh Magneto, uh, flying Godzilla Velociraptor and it uh drops Magneto right into the water.
2: I know you know what you're doing and it shouldn't bug me, but it's <laughs> driving me nuts. <laughs>
0: Also, Uh, that phrase, that sentence, delightful. That was actually that actually aired. We watched that.
1: (laughs) I've achieved my ultimate goal, where both of Mike's eyes are twitching, so he's just blinking (laughs) a lot.
0: We love Velociraptors. All right, you guys, it's time to get to awards. Let's start this off with best gas line. How do like? Okay,
1: no, (laughs) you're right. We got. We have to move on. It's just what an absurd, insane episode. All right,
0: let's. uh, they threw everything, and I and we are now. At our third or
2: fourth to be continued in a row. Mm. They are just, it is all tied together, even when it's not. Like, the Savage Land <laughs> episode is not going to be really tied to this one, but now they've said, fuck you, we're going to f- make you feel like you cannot miss the next episode. Based yeah. on how this
1: works, I think that the next episode will continue a Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. plotline from uh, 34 <laughs> years later, where Phil Coulson walks in and does not know what's going on. This This fucking show.
0: It's the greatest thing ever um mike so back to awards best gasp line what do you got
2: in a vacuum before we know all the context storm yeah. saying that is my son it's got to be crazy i yeah. know
1: i know we know now that she's like okay so when i say son i mean baby who's village hut i was in one time but right <laughs> then it's just it's roga's like what the fuck
0: yeah and then that is exactly how we all were. So that's obviously best gas line. Uh, Mike, I'll give that to you because that is what you have as well. Right, Ryan? Of course. Of course. It's what I got. So let's go ahead and move on to most 90s thing. What do you have, Ryan?
1: I've got, uh, so we're a little bit more advanced than we were in the 90s. But in the 90s, Rogue saying, oh, wait, what is there? A kid doing something I don't exactly want him to do. I'm going to go beat the shit out of him. And that's that's how we rolled in the 90s. She's like, "Oh, uh, is Storm is your uh, is your son like doing bad things? I'm going to go punch him until he does what I want." <laughs> that's the 90s.
0: <laughs> Very 90s. Uh Mike, do you have one that's a little less sad to think about?
2: Yeah, in the 90s we were obsessed with post offices. They just came up a lot in our lives and in our jokes. And Morph laughs at him that he got under Wolverine's skin and Wolverine says, "So you made me mad." Happens all the time. You should see me in line at the post office. <laughs> Wolverine is not a tough badass, man.
0: His the lines he comes up with feel like a Seinfeld episode half the time. Yeah. Like it's just him working a stand-up routine at the end and it needs a lot of help. Um for most 90s thing, I have Mijunari wearing like a Jordan jersey over top like a, yeah, like, like a yellow jersey. Number guy. 23. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> it was classic. It was so good. Um, obviously going to give that point to me. Thank you. <laughs> Next award is best use of power. Mike, what do you got?
2: Uh, I, I'm going to go to Morph. Uh, when he turns into Sabretooth, he says, without Xavier, there are no X-Men hurting Wolverine. And then does the sickest Sabertooth burn because he stops talking just goes... <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's power
2: that's yes. yeah well he turns into him and knows how to burn two people at once wolverine and saber <laughs> cannot be there to see
0: the power of the power of,
2: of insults
0: and of acting it's very powerful i very much enjoy that mike ryan what do you got
2: uh
1: it looks like in my notes it says throwing rope which i think <laughs> i think means the- being- I think it means Jizzing. Yeah, it's a code
2: for it's coming.
0: Be jizzing or it could be that boomerang at the end because you know the power <laughs> the power of an arm to throw a boomerang is impressive. That was um, basically Xavier Jizzing.
1: But I, I think what it actually says is throwing Rogue. Rogue keeps uh, getting in between the Shadow King and uh Storm, and at one point the Storm is just like, "Nope," and just throws Rogue for like miles and miles and miles. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't know what weather came into that or if it was just Storms beefy arms, but man, <laughs> Rogue flew forever.
0: Yeah, she did. Um, I have, best use of power is Rogue using her hands to try to swat away the Shadow King when he was trying to possess Storm. Like, as he was floating over, she just started to try to, like, wipe his spirit ew, away. Ew, 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 ew. <laughs> get, get away, get away, get away. And, um, like, you have powers, again, but sometimes swatting away is the best. Um, Mike, I like yours, though, is very out of the box. I do enjoy a good impersonation, so I'll give that one to you. Um
2: say so, so if you don't if you don't remember, go back and watch his saber tooth. The the amount he just growls and spits them over in his face is absurd.
0: It's he's gotta get full into character and I respect it. Our next award is L V P uh, Mike or uh, Ryan, what do you got for this?
1: Uh, okay, so Mignardi
0: mm-hmm.
1: says, um, there's the mountain. That's where the astral plane is coming from. And then Rogue straight up says, Well, that's a mountain. That can't happen. Unless he put the astral plane in there and then the astral plane could come out of the mountain. And yeah, yeah Rogue, we already fucking figured all that shit out, bro. I no bro, I think you did a good job in this episode, but Rogue, that moment wins you the L V P award.
2: Look, it's this is classic like white lady with good intentions goes Seriously? to a missionary but does not listen to the people she's trying to help.
0: Yes. Oh man. Uh Mike, what do you got? Uh, mine's in
2: that same spirit, actually. Uh, it's Jean because she just says something odd is happening in part of Africa,
0: <laughs> <Yes. She's laughs> and then
2: <laughs> doesn't help anybody. Of her, not three of her teammates, like there's three adventures her teammates are on, and she just doesn't do shit. All she has to
1: do is just zoom the mouse in a little bit, and you could you, would... you could you
2: no. could sound she even like say it's like in the eastern southern part of it like she she just is like it's in that part of africa
0: just somewhere in africa like she is looking at a map a thing is blinking on a map and she's like look it's in africa that's crazy um along the same lines i have beast who just like was there i don't know why he was just in that room and then he did absolutely nothing like i don't know why he was in the episode at all it was wild um but ryan i'm gonna give that one to you because you are you are so right with Rogue just trying to piece together exactly what was said. So <laughs> it's amazing. Um, but
1: wait, what if this thing?
0: What if have we thought about? Hold on, everybody, hear me out. Um, all right, next and last award is MVP or most like Storm. Mike, what do you got?
2: Uh, I'm going to give the Storm award to Storm's quote unquote son. This preteen. Early on in his speed abilities, uh, willingly, after he's been possessed, willingly goes into the astral plane to get the Shadow King in there. And I think that's super ballsy and brave.
1: Ballsy and baller.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: 100 He did more
2: than 99% of the X-Men in this episode.
0: He really did. It was insane. Uh, He's who I got as MVP MVP too, and he is the most like Storm because direct, obviously, Storm's son. So how could we not? Uh, Ryan, are you going to argue for anybody else?
1: Uh, By the way, based on Storm... Uh, that kid being Storm Sun, both of you are my sons. And so, <laughs> congratulations. Uh, I'm going to give it to Maurice Dean Witt. Witt. The uh, voiceover artist for the Shadow King. I know this is a little, like, uh, out of the box, but this guy's voice is scary as fuck, and I mm-hmm. would definitely be scared no matter what he did or said around me. Um, I think that this guy's voice is insane, and so I think that he is the MVP.
2: How how do we... uh The very beginning of the episode hinted at this. How do we think this Shadow King stacks up against Legion Shadow King?
0: It, this one. <laughs> I, did, I love the way he's drawn. That's all it takes for me.
1: Yeah, and like... It, it is a little scary if you realize that he really sort of has to do the power of anything except for get out of the inside of a mountain.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's his <just> one weakness. <laughs> Mountains will get him every time. Um... Ryan I really like that out of the box one. I normally always reward that, but I mean, I of course got to reward Mike cuz he has the same thing as me. So that point's going right, go to Mike know. because it is yes. missionary. So, point total is this week, Ryan, maybe for the first time ever, me and you have tied with one point each, and Mike has taken it with three points. Congrats oh, to wow. us. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let him have this moment. It's big for him. Oh, uh, That's fine.
1: He can have the moment, but I would formally request that Mike is not on the show next
2: week.
0: Okay. All right. I mean, it is a guest, so I'll see who else I can get in here. That'll be fine. Um, Mike, while you have the opportunity, can you tell me about some websites?
2: Yourpopfilter.com is where you can go to get everything we make. Uh, if you want to throw a slash Amazon the back of that, that is how you shop now. Bookmark that. It helps us out. Uh, I lied. Yourpopfilter.com is not where we put everything. We put some extra, better, special content at patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. Pick a tier, support us directly, and get even more fun stiff and of course go to cybersprout.net if you want to make your own pink eye dot conjunctivitis type website
0: but honestly like I, leave that one to mike he's gonna do so great with that it's in capable hands uh ryan can you tell me about some other shows
1: yes if you like this show please rate subscribe review uh do all the things to the superhero show show but while you're doing that check out the movie of the year podcast where me and Mike and somebody else go against the year 2020 which is the worst year of all time and we're going to see if it could actually produce good movies so please rate, review, and subscribe to that and then also if you want just Cassie and two of her friends go to Unnatural 20s and subscribe to that show as well Cassie, what did you guys talk name one thing you guys talked about on your last show
0: one thing we talked about. We talked about um, murdering each other, actually, and how we would do it. So uh, it's. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Go ahead. What's that friendship that about? That's the best of friendship. You could see the, all the great ways we murder each other or listen to it. You don't see it. We don't put it out there. Um, every, Mike,
1: every, everyone likes true crime podcasts. But what about pre-true crime? Just before <laughs> the crime happens. Why did they murder each other? Unnatural twenty.
0: All right, Mike, can you tell me about social media? At
2: your pop filter on Twitter on Instagram, tweet or Instagram us how you would kill us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or if you don't tweet or Instagram, you can also email us that. It is very important. Please do let us know how you would kill each of us. Contact at your pop filter. Um, that is it for the next week. We got a big episode. We are going to be talking about the return of Win- Winona Earp and Alfred oh. Pennyworth. Two are returning. We got the Earpers and the Pennyworthers. So it's going to be huge. Be sure to tune in for that. For Mike, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Mike. For me, I am me. Bye, everyone.